Hi guys, it's Sophie Hannah here with an ever so short message from our sponsor for today's episode, Ice Cream and Ting. But let me ask you a question first. Are you a foodie who finds dessert options on delivery apps uninspiring and basic? Not just me? <laughs> well, when it comes to indulging yourself, you need to buy ice cream and ting. And trust me, I speak from experience. They make a decadent small batch ice cream inspired by the rich flavors and delicacies of the Caribbean and the continent of Africa. So what are you waiting for? Indulge yourself and order luxury ice cream right to your front door at icecreamandting.com. It's like, how many families do you know where single parent families were actually like, they kind of benefited from the other parent not being there? Like, I don't think it's to do with two parents creating like the best family life for the child. Um, I think often single parent families do it much better than two parents would anyway. So I don't think it should even be an issue. Like, I agree with you in that sense. Like, it's not to do with it being one person or two people or whatever, whatever. I think if you want a child, have a child. But actually it's to do with the way that we as a society are taught about responsibility and feel responsibility and take it or don't take it. Um, and the issue is that whether it's two people or one person or whatever, like people don't always understand the implications of what it means to be a parent. And I think that's the same way with like freezing eggs. Like people like the idea, right? So there's, there's all this research or whatever that shows that most people that freeze the eggs never actually unfreeze them. Never. Right? They yeah, just sit there. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't yes, believe it. Yes, they're paying thousands of pounds and then like they donate them to medical research, which is great for the NHS and great for <laughs> our hospitals. But literally, why waste your money? You know what I mean? You could have gone to Bali. Welcome to Ethnically Speaking. I'm your host, Sophie Hanna, and today I'm joined by the hostess with the mostess, Times Two, that's Mona and Nushi Rose. And today we're talking all about managing your biological clock. And my question is, would you consider freezing your eggs or having a child alone? Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, look, I'm 30 now. The clock is ticking. I feel the aging process, even if I can't see it. And the thing is, you know, I know I want a kid. Well, I think I want, I, I believe at this point in time, I want a child. Do I have a partner currently who would be suitable to have a child with? No. Mm -hmm. um, but I've got to put myself first. And so I know, okay, what are my priorities? Not you know, in life, one of those goals that I want to achieve is having a family. If I can't do it with someone else, why not do it alone? Um, and so freezing eggs, you know, I think it is a lot more of a complex process that we, than we believe. You know, there's lots of injections, there's lots of um, anxiety around it because it doesn't always work. There's toing and froing. Um, there's a lot of people have mental health problems after all these hormone injections that they um, have to do in order to freeze the eggs. However, while it may not be like a perfect way to potentially potentially have have the ability to have a kid when you don't have a partner it is a way that you can almost that you can sort of have the possibility of that if even if you don't, aren't in a relationship uh, and for that reason yes definitely 100% I would freeze my eggs okay same 100% I would I'd consider having a child on my own I have considered having a child on my own I don't find it daunting but because I'm not at the stage yet where I'd like to have kids I wonder if my mind would change when I am in that situation and I begin to think about all the things that come along with it. But as of right now, I would absolutely consider having a child of my own. Freezing <laughs> eggs. I mean, I'm going to be real. I only really knew about it when Kim was giving advice to Chloe about why don't you consider freezing your eggs? And I was like, hmm. And I think there's kind of been this 
stigma around it that freezing your eggs is only for the really wealthy and it's something to do like just if you've got loads of money that you want to blow out or if you're having problems having children then it's one of your avenues but it's not really Mm -hmm. discussed if you don't have loads of money and if you don't have any if you don't have a partner and you're not struggling to have a child then it's kind of like well why would you consider freezing your eggs so it's not a conversation that I've actually had with a lot of my friends, mm-hmm. but it's something that I would consider. Do you know what? I have a lot to come on to about both of the things you guys have said. But I just wanted to say originally I thought, yeah, I'd freeze my eggs. You know, if I'm, well, I'm nearly 35, like I've, well, I think I say it on the show all the time. But now that I'm possibly considering having children or if I'm thinking about delaying for a little bit it's like yeah maybe I think about considering freezing my eggs but then when I read up on it I'm like hell no no I'm not really interested at all in freezing my eggs I just feel that I think it is expensive I don't think it's the most expensive thing in the world because I think it can be around seven to eight grand between taking the hormones, having the eggs extracted, um, storing the eggs and you have to pay a fee to store them every single year and then re-implanting them for IVF because that is a whole process that costs about seven to 8,000. But when they're talking about the comeback on it, like a guaranteed live birth. And it was really interesting when I read up on it that there was this whole talk of there's a difference between pregnancy and having a live birth and how a lot of times when you freeze your eggs, they will tell you, well, this is our percentage of pregnancies that have happened after people have frozen their eggs. But they're saying those pregnancies didn't necessarily result in a child being born, a live birth happening. And they're saying a live birth can be somewhere between like one to 18% of all people who freeze their eggs Quite low. and they're saying for the the amount of work that you have to put in and how taxing it can be if you get it on the first IVF try it might not be because you could spend 30 40 grand making it happen and I think for me as somebody who has gone back and forth on having children I was like I don't think I want to go through all of that for such a slim percentage so mm-hmm. I think now I'm in the place where I'm like no I don't think I would freeze my eggs and reading up on it as well I was like I don't want to mess about personally mm. with the reproduction um, the reproduction not phase but that whole reproduction system so much it just for me it just yeah it just really put me off of it mm. but I guess it's one of those things that you don't really think about until until the time like have mm. you guys ever thought about what age you think is perfect to freeze your eggs so you know what it was also kind of looking into this recently and realizing that there's such a difference in the quality of your eggs mm-hmm. if you're under 30 <laughs> under 35 under 40 and the fact is like you know there's no way i mean i'm 30 now am i considering having a kid soon no um even though like in theory like this is the perfect time to have a child it's not like i'm in any way ready really um to have one so would I freeze my eggs now again because I'm not thinking about having a kid it's not really on my mind to do it so I guess the issue is by the time it's on your mind mm. kind of like, like what you're saying like the eggs are already like not in their best they're not in the best state that which you would freeze them so mm-hmm. to do that you need to a time where it's not even registered you don't mm. know if you want to have a kid and you also don't have that disposable income um, and so it's that kind of catch-22 but um, so I guess you know in theory I guess that, you know, the hypocrisy is like exposed here, right? Because I'm like, I would definitely freeze my eggs. But at the same time, I'm not thinking, oh, I'm going to freeze my eggs in the next few years. Um, and so I guess that is the issue that many people run into and like reading up on it mm-hmm. as well, because the healthier eggs have a better chance of actually 
being fertilized and like having their life birth um come at a point where you it's almost impossible for you to kind of make that decision because you don't know will you have a partner do you have that money when it could be going towards like saving for a house deposit or something else um and do you even want to have a kid so i think that's the issue for a lot of people was your question do you know do we know a specific age where it'll be good eggs mm. well i think there is a specific age that doctors say but i guess it's more so directed to you like is there an age where you feel would be the best age for you to freeze freeze your eggs i mean if i was in a position where i had like the money and the income i would freeze my eggs now because mm-hmm. i feel like everyone kind of knows the general theme that the younger you are or if you're in your prime mating age then that's when you'd freeze the eggs because i wouldn't want to be in a position where i wanted to have a child mm-hmm. and the eggs that I have I mean today is the youngest I'm ever going to be so if I was going to do it it would make (laughs) sense to do it as soon as I thought about it but I don't have the income for that and just like you said about messing around with the reproductive system and taking hormones and stuff I mean it is a very big step and it's something that you'd have to be very clued up about which I'm not so I'd have to get myself to a point where I'm clued up about it and then just within myself the morals and ethics that go back and forth in my brain I'd have to make sure that I did something that later down the line even if I didn't use it wouldn't weigh heavy on me mm-hmm. so it's there's a amalgamation of things mm. that I'd have to think about but I mean putting that to the side it would be now because now's when I have the most youngest fittest healthiest eggs I think this is the tough thing because when I was reading up on this and guys it just boggled my brain like honestly I'm like I had no I had absolutely no clue. And they're saying technically we should really be doing it in our 20s, early 20s, because Mm. the eggs are the healthiest they are. They went, but currently within the United Kingdom, at least, you can only freeze them for 10 years. And they're saying they're thinking of trying to expand that. But currently it's only 10 years. The majority of people aren't having children until like 29. So most people, even if they did freeze them at the optimum time of 20, they would be freezing out anyway, because by the time they would get to them being viable, then they might not. And you might still be willing to try naturally. Mm-hmm. So they're saying it is probably women who are in their 30s, mid 30s, late 30s who are thinking about it. And I think that does make it difficult because Nushi, you're so right. You only think about these things when you're trying to get pregnant. Yeah, exactly. And we were just saying earlier, <laughs> you spend your whole life on contraception, being told you're going to get pregnant at the drop of the hat, to then be trying and be like, should I have frozen my eggs all this time? Because yeah. it's not happening. Ugh, guys, I, I do not know. But I want to say, do you think it's then selfish for people to want to embark on this journey by themselves then? To kind of say, I want to have a child alone because... Well, it's still sperm and egg that make a baby. But we have gotten to the point now where you don't necessarily need both in order to get pregnant. You, well, to a certain extent you mm. do, but you know what I mean. I think that's actually quite ludicrous to even try to imply that somebody would be selfish because they wanted to have a child on their own. Because I think it's selfish for someone to miss out on a child because the missing link isn't there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that we should be grateful that we're in a time where if somebody wanted to be able to do that, they can do that. Because at the end of the day... If you had everything going for you and for some reason you just weren't able to find a partner, which is very easy. It doesn't mean that you're a weirdo. It doesn't mean something mm-hmm. wrong with you. It's very easy to be single and not be in a relationship. And if you want a child, why should you restrict yourself? Because that person's mm. not there. The only reason I would think of not having a child if that person wasn't there is if that was the only method of me to have a baby. But evidently it's not. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why I would hold myself back. From having a child if that's what I wanted as long as I was in a position where I knew that by having a child on my own it would be my financial responsibility it would be my time my effort my child like 
arranging my timetable, getting childcare, putting the things in place to know I will be raising this child on my own. If I could do that and I wasn't waiting on a handout, trying to have someone else help me out, I think it's fine. Yeah. Although, like, are we assuming that every single person that wants to have a child by themselves is going to be an amazing parent? <laughs> Because I feel like, like okay, people who are in a couple and have a child, they might not be the best no, parents I agree, together. I agree. But there's also like we're talking about like, say I wanted to have a child, I could be like, you know, I could actually hate a lot of people regret parenting as soon as the baby pops out. <laughs> so I could, you know, I might never organize childcare, or I may still be relying on handouts. Like I feel like that. You know, we're kind of like assuming that these people who want a child do it because like they are going to be the best parent ever and they'd be deprived of the opportunity because they don't have a partner. But that's not always the case. But on the flip side, which I was also going to say, is like how many families do you know where single parent families were actually like, they kind of benefited from the other parent not being there? Like, I don't think it's to do with two parents creating like the best family life for the child. Um, I think often single parent families do it much better than two parents would anyway. So I don't think... It should even be an issue. Like, I agree with you in that sense. Like, it's not to do with it being one person or two people or whatever, whatever. I think if you want a child, have a child. But actually, it's to do with the way that we as a society are taught about responsibility and feel responsibility and take it or don't take it. Um, And the issue is that whether it's two people or one person or whatever, like, people don't always understand the implications of what it means to be a parent. And I think that's the same way with, like, freezing eggs. Like, people like the idea, right? So there's, there's all this research or whatever that shows that most people that freeze the eggs never actually unfreeze them. Never. Right? They yeah, just sit there. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't yes, believe it. they're paying thousands of pounds and then like they donate them to medical research, which is great for that NHS and great for <laughs> our hospitals. But literally, why waste your money? You know what I mean? You could have gone to Bali. Um, and so it's this thing where like the intention that people have, whether it's them like inseminating themselves with turkey based or like going to the sperm bank or going on Gumtree or freezing their eggs is very different often to actually how they enact and like what actually happens once those eggs are frozen or donated or whatever. Okay, so this makes me want to ask then, what are the reasons that women are freezing their eggs? Because we talked about people not being ready or maybe they don't have a partner. But do we feel like those are the only reasons? Maybe the mm-hmm. security. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, men, men are fertile forever, right? Interestingly, no. Okay. So... Technically, yes. Like I'm telling you guys, this was so interesting to me. Technically, yes, men always have live sperm, but they say like women, um, the the strength of that sperm declines with age as well. So the same way that our eggs get less and less and less and then they stop with menopause. They said with men, the sperm isn't always the strongest and the fittest and the most likely to impregnate the woman. And it does go down as they get older. And for me, it felt like a little bit of sexism or no, not sexism, patriarchy, the patriarchy that men aren't even told that. If mm. you speak to any men or any man, their whole thing is, well, I don't need to rush because I'm fertile forever. They don't realise that, well, actually, yeah, you might still be able to produce sperm, but it's not going to be as strong as when you're younger. And there's more chance of um, autism um, and a child, a child, sorry, a child having autism, um, especially if the man is older 
in age. And there are various things to say that both men and women, if you're in a heterosexual relationship and want to have a child, should be trying to have them within a certain age range. And I'm, I was like disappointed that that doesn't get shared enough because I think if it did, I think a lot of men would be making a lot of different decisions mm. about how long they take to settle would down. Would they though? And I don't think so. I, I think, think they, they would. Because I Some. think they play the field because they think that they have all this time. Mm. And if they mm. knew that they had a clock as well, that was affecting, I think they'll be like, actually, maybe mm. this is something I need to be thinking about earlier. But what do you guys think? That's my opinion. I think they just try and bury, the, bury that information. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so, so, let the women know. <laughs> I, to, to be honest with you, though, I feel like it is kind of common sense, though. It, like, it makes sense mm -hmm. as you get older. Of course, the sperm's not mm. going to be stronger. That makes absolute sense to me. But going back to my original point, it was that um, men are fertile for longer, we'll say, mm -hmm. than women are. And we actually stop at menopause. So I think that it's that security of knowing that the older that I get, even if I'm not actively trying to have a baby, I have that security of my healthy mm -hmm. eggs that are frozen. So if I ever wanted to have children, I could, based on this, even though we're looking at the percentages and it's not necessarily like 50%, it's quite low. Mm. Still, just having that blanket of security of knowing that my eggs are frozen, if I wanted to, I could. So perhaps maybe that security... I think the idea of security is really interesting, guys, because when I read up and they'll talk, I was reading about a doctor who was like the foremost in this. And he was the saying people need to stop looking at it as insurance because he was saying you should see it as an opportunity because they were like insurance pays out. He went, this doesn't. And he went, the percentages are so low. And it really made me really sad that it seems in certain circles or medical circles, it's another way to turn a buck because mm. you're playing on the fears of women who are afraid that they're not going to have children and you're telling them, don't worry, we can, we can guarantee yeah. that you can, you can make this happen. Um, which makes me think, do you think that freezing eggs, freezing our eggs, is just a luxury, a luxury thing to do? Because in yeah. other countries, do they have the ability like, I just want to focus on my career right now. Or, you know, I haven't really found the guy. So let me just, in other countries, they just, they don't have this option. So is it a luxury that we get to have? I wouldn't label it as a luxury. That makes me feel some type of way. Because <laughs> I feel like when it comes to women and children and bearing children, it's a very personal subject, mm -hmm. you know. And regardless of how we all speak about the matter, there might be somebody sitting there who tells us one thing when really her story could be really dark, maybe, you know. And I don't want to comment on someone else and be like, oh, it's a luxury. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate that some people are given that opportunity and some people don't. It's unfortunate that we have the medical advances that help Western countries to be able to do this, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't say that it's a luxury. I wouldn't class it as that, no. What do you think, Rishi? Mm, actually, when you said that, I was like, I do actually think it is a luxury, but I know what you're saying, like luxury is loaded in the sense that it makes it seem unfair. Mm. Like, and I guess that's the issue, like when we apply the term to something, like you're saying, like that is so like intensely personal. But I don't think, I don't think just because something's a luxury, I think often we have like, we risk sounding as though, I mean, like everyone, um, like generally, like the way kind of as a society we progress, we talk about like something being a luxury or privilege is always a negative thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think in this, I believe it is a privilege and a luxury, but I don't think that necessarily is a negative. What we want is for everybody else to have access to those same things too rather than saying we hate the person who has access to it. And so it definitely is. But on the other hand, I think it's a necessary luxury in the sense, or necessary step, because what it does is it like reproduces agency within this whole thing, right? In terms of fertility. So it gives control back to women. 
in even if it's fake, even if like they will never unfold those damn eggs. It's just like <laughs> at least like it's not just a man controlling fertility. Like I don't care whether it's pretense or not, and I think that is why it's important um, because it levels a playing field that will always be uneven thanks to biology. But at least like there's a glimmer of hope that actually maybe you can exercise some control over when you have a child. But that's what I found the most grating mm. about this in that it makes us feel like we have a control that we don't. Like this idea that I can I can get a control on the future. There's something that I can do to try and decide how my future is going to go and I can I can put that away in the bank and make sure when we can't and that that really speaks to me on various levels because I can be very control freaky. I can have definitely have those tendencies. Like I just want to plan and make sure everything goes to plan and I don't want anything to come out the plan. And I feel like that's where we're going with egg freezing now. And because I remember I saw something that Paris Hilton was like, everyone should freeze their eggs and everyone should do this. And he was like, but we're making it seem like we can have a control over a part of our life, which as I'm getting older, and I see more and more of my people in, within my circles trying for children. I see that very many of us, none of us have control over it. Like you can feel, and I was talking about it when we were, you know, having a little bit of food. Like everyone in my family is really fertile. Like everyone's just falling pregnant. No one's ever planned a child and everyone's having a baby. So I have just assumed that if I ever try with my husband, of course it's going to happen. Of course it's going to happen. But it's only in the trying that you realize it's not going to happen. And I also realize that I'm very... I'm in a place where I'm cool if I have a kid. I'm cool if I don't. But I want to be very clear that I'm talking, we're also talking about women who desperately want a child. Do you know what I mean? You know, and I think we've all known women like that who would do anything, have always wanted to be a mother. And then when they're trying, mm. they don't get to. And for them, one to 18% is everything yeah. over nothing. Yeah. But as I touched on my, my husband there, and uh, procreation. <laughs> How would Surprise. you? <laughs> I don't have no surprises for him on this show. None of those surprises. But how would you tell your partner that you wanted to freeze your eggs? Like, how do you have that conversation? Or would you talk to him about embryo freezing, which is the eggs and the sperm have now created an embryo, and you're freezing that? How would you have that conversation with them? I'd say it's straight. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to do no pun like frying eggs. How would you like your eggs in the morning? I'll have mine frozen. But like, like that. But I could just say it to him, you know. Obviously, if that's my partner, I feel comfortable enough to have a conversation with you. I would just say it. I don't, I'd, there seems to be a taboo around the topic. And I think that people get their back up a bit. Like when women talk about freezing their eggs, it's as if to be like, she's like lost control of everything and she's just really trying to like scrimp scrimp and scrape i don't think there has to be some crazy story behind it i would just say that look this is one of the things that i've been thinking about i'd give him my reasons i'd obviously ask him what's his thoughts about it because there's two of us here get his thoughts on it and then take it from there really but i'm not gonna lie ultimately if it's what I wanted to do, regardless of what my partner mm. said, I feel like it's something that I'm going to do. I would just let him know out of etiquette and have that open conversation because perhaps he might say something to me that I didn't really know. Mm -hmm. But I think my mind would pretty much be made up. I'm just kind of letting him know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I feel like the question is, why am I breaking it to him? <laughs> like, like, is it that he wants to wait a few years or is it that he doesn't want children? Because if he doesn't want children, I would just not mention, I would just freeze my eggs. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's not your business. Yeah, you exactly. Be the baby dad. Yeah, exactly. And I'd probably, I mean, I'd yeah, I'd go hunting for my next partner. So I think it's more, 
I believe yeah, I could I I believe also in like my body, my choice kind of vibe in the sense that if I want to freeze my eggs, I am freezing my eggs like my partner. I would want him to know mm-hmm. because presumably with your partner, what you hope is that you're open with each other and you tell each other everything or most things. Um but yeah, I would just be straight up as well. Like it'd be very we're like dim the lights. <laughs> yeah, make an omelette. <laughs> <laughs> On the topic of eggs, <laughs> yeah. let's talk about mine. Yeah. I, I roll around in my egg chair. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's tough because I think now, like being married, I I I couldn't have that. I couldn't make that decision by myself mm. because I just feel that it would have to be a joint decision. And I mean, part of me actually cringes when I say that because I was always like, oh, I'm certain things I'm just never going to discuss if I want to do it but that would have an effect on them as well and I think something that you said Nushi in terms of it would be a conversation of I want to freeze my eggs because I'm not ready to have children now Mm. are you ready because if not or do you want to it has to be that conversation and you're hoping that you have that beforehand but things can things can change but I wanted to touch on the embryo bit what do we think about that? Because this whole idea of embryo freezing, there was actually a couple of lawsuits that have happened because a couple has been together. They have frozen an embryo, his sperm, her egg. The relationship has broken down. They're no longer together. And by law, you now cannot use that embryo unless both of them are willing. And partners are now taking each other to court to say, it's fertilized. We're not together. I still want to implant this child in somebody or have this child. And the other person is saying, no, I don't want you to. So would that make you change your mind over freezing an egg or freezing an embryo? I feel like this gets really, really techy because it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's not the same thing, but my mind can't help but run to when women fall pregnant and mm. men want to abort the baby. And she's like, you know, well, it, it's my choice. I'm going to have the baby. I feel a similarity there mm-hmm. because you agreed to have the embryo frozen, mm-hmm. right? With the intention of us going to have a child. Now, if we had that child at that point in time and we split, the child is here, the child is ours, and whatever would be, would be. The only difference is we've kind of put a pause on that. And now later on, the woman still wants what she wants. I get that it's also his sperm, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, if you guys were clear on your stance, you're not together if you had a conversation where, look, I'm going to have this child. Do you want to be a part of this life? And you say, yeah, you're nay. Who, who are you to then stop that? But at, then I, even as I'm saying it, I still understand the other mm. side. It's just really a tricky one. Someone jump in and help me. Here. <laughs> 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 uh, you know what? Like, I think it, I know, like, I sort of stand on the other side to you, but then I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out in my own mind how it's contradictory in the sense that I don't think, I think if I broke up with someone and we together frozen an embryo, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be right for me to then decide to unfreeze it and impregnate myself. Yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> no way. I, I couldn't do it. Honestly, I couldn't. Because for me, would I even want their child anymore? Well, unless they broke your heart. Well, it depends on how it, like it, how it breaks baby. up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Everything, you know, we... They make prenuptial agreements when the couple mm. are happy and they do that for a reason. Because when you're upset, you're just like, are you going to want to be fair? And even in marriage, I don't even know if I'd freeze an embryo. I'm not even, <laughs> even going to lie to you. Because if things dissipated, 
I think the embryo would come on the table of the arguments now of who gets to have it. Who, gets <laughs> who owns it. the embryo? Depends on if it got, but you know, things can get so ugly and I got mm. willing that never happens. But even the situation I give you in the lawsuit, it's actually the guy who now says he wants the egg, the embryo and wants to um, implant it in another woman and have the child and the mum, the, well, the, the owner of the woman who had the egg was just like, no. Yeah, hell no. You better take her eggs. No, no. But why is it different? Because you were saying because, if it was a woman yeah. and the guy was saying no, you'd be like, well, it's my, my, I'd see it as in my body. But for him, it's just as much his sperm and his eggs. So he has an equal right to say, I want to imply it. And not necessarily his wife, but mm. a surrogate because I want to have that child. The reason why I feel a bit funny about that, the surrogate kind of... Brought my guard down a bit because <laughs> I, I automatically went to a situation where, okay, like he's found another lady and he's moved on mm. or whatever because that's my egg in someone else. Mm -hmm. I think that opens up a whole nother kettle of fish. We're the bun. So when we're carrying the baby, whether we're together or we're not together, I will be the carrier of that child. To take my egg and your sperm and insert it into another woman, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know why, for some reason, like that's really I just... I feel like it's 50-50. Honestly, I don't I feel, feel like, like it's the same thing. I feel like being pregnant and a guy telling me to have an abortion is different because I'm like, the child is, is already implanted. Inside, yeah. I'm like, they are already mm. in there. They are already baking. They are already growing yeah, yeah. in my womb. I'm going to make the decision and you can stay or not, but it's, the baby is already inside of me. When the baby is outside, I'm like, we're not even talking about a baby right now. Like, yeah, it's fertilised, but we don't even Frozen. know if it's going to become... Or whatever. So for me, I I I would see us having an equal say on what happened with that. So going off when you said, um, what did you say? I'm trying to remember. Why does my mind always go blank? Sorry, the see? worst of times. On like couples and who gets to decide and whether the guy can have an equal say. Oh yes, you said that. If you were, if you had the embryo and you guys broke broke up, you would be like, why would I even want the embryo inserted in me? Depends on how the relationship ended, yeah. If you had a child, that wouldn't be the same mentality. You wouldn't be like, throw my kid in the bin because why would I even want that kid anymore because me and him ended that way. And I know, but the thing is, is that it's so subjective because it's down to the way that people look at the situation. We're talking about them as embryos. Some people are saying like, that's my kid. That's my child. That is mine. Do you know what I mean? So we can, and I don't mean it in a rude way, but I'm just saying scientifically, we can reduce it down to the name of, okay, that's an embryo. But that, potentially is someone's child. So if you wanted that child when you was with that person for the child, regardless of what that person done to you, that's not the child's business. So I can understand how you would still want that child because the child is not, is not, I can't, do you get what I'm trying to say? What that I get person what you're did, saying, but I feel, I feel so like- if you wanted the child then, I get why you'd you still want the child now. Oh man. Do you believe that life like begins it? Well, this is what I was gonna say. Are we talking about life at conception? Yeah. Or life when they're viable outside mm. of the womb. Like, do you believe even if they're fused in a lab? Yes, I do believe. Okay. I, do believe. I guess for me, I believe in life at conception if they're inside the body. Mm. If the, and I guess that's for me when we're starting talking about scientific now and it's happening outside. I think for me personally, there's a level of detachment that I can have because I'm like, it's outside and it's not inside. That's that's the way that my mind thinks about it. Mm -hmm. But it, it really does depend on where you fall on this because I think you can make an argument for every single, Absolutely. you can you can divide this any, any way that you want. So I would say, because we're wrapping up now, guys, when it comes to solo parenting, 
Do you think it's only something that people with money are able to do? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Is it something that they'd be able to do with more comfortability? Hundred percent. Is it something that they're able to do better? Hundred percent not. I mean, if you look at so many people who come from a one-parent household where parents have worked multiple jobs, scrimped and saved, like there's been so many things stacked against them from coming from a solo parent household and they've absolutely thrived and flourished. I don't think it's something that they're able to do better. For me, I think as long as you have a community, Mm. whether that is within the home or outside of it, one parent, two uncles, aunts, you can give a child the love and support they need. But guys, this has been a fiery one, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) But we've come to an end. I want to say thank you for watching and listening to Ethnically Speaking. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single thing. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to give us a thumbs up and of course, leave a comment. Thank you for watching and we'll see you soon.